Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type. Like, yeah. I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of right. grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Today, I'm sitting down with entrepreneur Sashi Chandran. She is the founder of Tea Drops, an extremely innovative brand that I've been a fan and customer of for years now. In today's episode, we're chatting about leaving corporate America, building your brand, and self-care. Tea lovers, you're going to enjoy this one. Here is Sashi's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Sashi, I am so (laughs) happy to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I'm ecstatic. I I just, I'm so excited, too. (laughs) I I can't even tell you. Um, Okay, so... Before we dive into this conversation that's going to be centered around entrepreneurship, around womanhood and self-care, can you please let everybody know who you are and what you do if they're unfamiliar? So my name is Sashi Chandran. I'm founder and CEO of a company called Tea Drops, and we make an assortment of dissolvable organic teas. So these teas are actually comprised of full loose leaf tea, spices, Some of them are slightly sweetened with organic cane sugar, and they come in fun, whimsical shapes like hearts and stars. Um, And so when you add them to a cup of hot water, they instantly dissolve and make the perfect cup of tea every time. Let me just say, when I first discovered you guys, it's been years now. I want to say like... Like 2015, I want to say. Yeah. What I've been wanting to sit down and talk with you about is why tea... And how did you come up with this idea? Like, because you totally filled a void. So how did it all begin for you in Tea Drops? Yes. Well, um, well, first, before I move forward, I just want to acknowledge that you were really one of our first customers. And you've been such a champion of Tea Drops from the very beginning. Even, you know, I was telling my mom, like, I was going to do this podcast with you. And she was just like, oh, my God, she's been there from the very beginning. My mom knew exactly who you were. And, you know, from the days when my mom was actually making hand making this with me in my kitchen. So I have to say, like, it's just it's just so amazing to kind of have this moment with you. And 
um, know that you've been there from the very beginning of the journey. Well, I'm honored. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, to, to go back to how it all began, um, you know, I grew up in a household where tea was very much part of my upbringing. My mom's Chinese. My dad's from Sri Lanka. So those two countries are at one point were some of the largest exporters um, and producers of tea in the world. So what I love about tea and from a very early age, you know, t for me, tea, it's a vehicle for for comfort, for community. Um, mm. And, you know, it's just a very soothing experience. So my mom, when I was sick, would make me this certain type of Chinese chrysanthemum tea. And it came with this little uh, Chinese rock candy. And it was just a very soothing drink. So when I it, it just brings me back to that time and that sense of comfort with my mom. And then for when I would go to Sri Lankan parties and, and family parties, we would have a chai tea. And so I always associated tea with these really um, fun familial memories and that carried with me uh, you know when I was in high school I would always have chai tea with some of my best friends mm. we would sip over different conversations it just really was something that always brought people together that's what I noticed about it um, and I was always I always loved loose leaf teas because if there was a richness and aroma to loose leaf tea that you couldn't get with with bag tea I, I found yeah so as I started, you know, going to college and then work, working, I was working in Silicon Valley. Um, I noticed that it was very hard to make loose leaf tea at my desk. You know, you would need an arsenal of different equipment. You would need the strainer. You would need to steep the tea leaves for three to seven minutes. Um, and and frankly, by the time I actually made the tea and tried to sit down to enjoy it, I would have to run to another meeting, mm -hmm. um, to my next meeting. And so, and I was never really satisfied, as I mentioned, with the bag teas. And you know, what do you do with a messy tea bag when you're at your your um, conference desk. So all of these things were floating around my head. I always knew from a very early age I wanted to do something in the tea space. I just never knew what that was. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I thought about owning a tea shop, but I'm like, mm, you know, I don't know if that's if that's the right path for me. I ended up going, you know, and having this corporate career in marketing, and it was then that I realized, you know, hey, what if the t whole loose leaf tea experience could be simplified a bit. You know, this was my own frustration with it. And so that kind of set me off on this journey of experimenting with different tea blends and varieties over the next few years and really understanding the, the properties of a green tea, black tea, white tea. Um, and that, that two-year period of just experimentation in my apartment kitchen led to me developing this notion of a drop, uh, which, is, which is the format of, of what tea drops are today. And it's absolutely phenomenal um, to be able to hear that part of your story because I've been a customer for years, right? So, and we've mm -hmm. had our side conversations here and there, you know, as yes. girlfriends or whatever, but like we haven't sat down to really talk about the birth of tea drops. So I want to kind of circle no. back to you experimenting in your apartment and your mom being there and a part of that ritual and a part of that experimentation. Do you remember the first tea that you've created with your mom and what that felt like, the first tea drop coming to fruition and, and being steeped and it being a success, you know? Yeah, I remember the exact blend that I first came up with, which was our cardamom spice. Oh, my um, gosh. I, I love that yes. one. <laughs> so, so really because, you know, as I mentioned, chai was such a uh, an important tea to me. Mm -hmm. It was part of my upbringing. It, when I was in high school, it was the 
tea, our go-to tea with my best friends and I. So I knew that that was the first type of, of tea experience I wanted to create. And I remember just, um, you know, my mom was part of the formulation process. I would have some of my best friends come in and just taste different types of cardamom spices. We have ginger in it, a little bit of nutmeg. Mm. Um, and so I would just play around with these different spices and these different blends. And I didn't really know that it would turn into a drop. I just knew like, you know, this is, this is what I'm thinking. I, I, I was, I was, I think one day I saw, you know, a shaped sugar cube or something. And I was like, you know, well, what if that, what if that format mm. worked well for, for the tea? And one thing led to another. And I, and I think that's kind of the beauty of this journey is that it's unfolded in a way I could have never anticipated or imagined. You know, when you embark on something, it's, it's my favorite Rumi quote, where as you walk, the way appears. Mm. And it, 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 that, is, that is quintessential what, what this whole experience has been like. I didn't know what, it would, what the end drop would look like. I just knew that I had a huge passion for tea. I wanted to make it simpler. Um, and slowly and slowly by in, kind of experimenting with these different blends and spices, it led to me thinking about, you know, tea in a different way or a different format. Um, and I can't really pinpoint what the exact day was um, that that happened. Well, I do remember one thing. Okay, so prior to even doing tea drops, I was I was experimenting on the side with these different blends. Mm -hmm. One day, my friend was having, um, she was hosting an art fair on her block. Um, so she was doing photography and she knew at the time I was experimenting also with making these, these <laughs> a totally different type of business, but cookies. Right. Like, so you, okay. could, you could actually, it, it was like, um, build your own cookie where you would have the cookie dough base. You could put in whatever mix-ins you wanted, whether that was chocolate chips or, or M&Ms. Yeah. And we would bake it. We would bake it on the spot. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I had this little side gig going on. Right. Um, and, and one day she invited me she's like hey can you do this fair well it was midsummer and i look at the i looked at the forecast and it was going to be like 100 degrees or something it was like 98 or 100 degrees and i'm like no one is going to want baked fresh cookies <laughs> right. in 100 degree weather <laughs> that, that's just not going to fly right so um on the side i knew that i was you know i was i was experimenting with this idea of tea drops and it was that day that i'm like well look if i can't sell the cookies i'll bring these tea drops because it's, it's, you know, more shelf stable. Um, it, it doesn't, it's not affected by temperature and people could just try it at home. Mm. And, um, you know, that could be another, another item that I'm selling at the, at the fair. So that ended up being, you know, I brought maybe 50 or 60 drops, my first, my first kind of set of them. And that ended up being our top seller. I sold out of all 50 of them. People instantly understood what exactly I was trying to do and create. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't have any packaging for it. Like I was literally packaging it in, I don't know, Ziploc bags or something <laughs> for them to take home. Yeah. But, but that really was the point of inspiration to say, you know, I think there's something here. Yeah. I think there's something here if, if, I just, if I just keep, you know, obviously reformulating it and um, obviously come up with the packaging, uh, I feel like there, there's, you know, something here that's compelling that I certainly uh, would be a, a consumer of. And I think others would find, find value in it. And I think that's what's so pivotal within entrepreneurship. It's like all these different, mm -hmm. you know, even if we have these full time jobs or, you know, we dabble in this and that. I always tell people 
that we are trees, right? So for me, mm-hmm. for an example, um, Alex L is the trunk of my tree. And then off of my tree, I have writer um, as my branch. I have mother as a branch. I have um, podcast host as a branch. I have creator, photographer, maker, all these different branches. And I'm allowed to play in each of those branches and see what yes. works, what sticks, what doesn't. So as far as entrepreneurship goes, specifically when I'm talking to women who often feel like, you know, I have to pick one thing or I have to be good at this one thing and stick to it. I can't change my mind. It's like, no, you can play, climb your tree, prune your branches, figure out what is going to work and what's not. And then you move forward from there. So I love how you had, you know, you had your corporate job, right? But you knew you wanted something a little bit different on the side. So you started playing with cookies and tea and really trying to figure out what worked. And the thing that worked, it stuck. And I think that that is what's so amazing is because with trial and error, with trying new things, with creating these different branches for our trunks of our trees, right? We're able to navigate our spaces in a way that makes us feel not only fulfilled, but it gives us lessons along the way. So I think that that's really awesome that that was your first go at tea drops. And now look at you like you guys are on HSN. You guys are in (laughs) stores. You know, I think it is phenomenal. It's It's like, can you believe Uh, it? I I will say, I mean, to your point, without the cookie booth, I would have never. Yeah, exactly. It would have never led me to this. Exactly. Exactly. So I do think this notion of play, Mm. of letting your mind just just, you know, run wild, even if you think it's it's such a you know, stupid idea or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I didn't really socialize the fact I was doing this, this cookie booth. Like, no, I just was like, <laughs> I just want to try it. Yeah. I th- like, it could be a cool idea, you know, customize, bake cookies on the spot. I think, I still think it's a great idea, mm-hmm. but, um, that, you know, that led me to, to my path now, yeah. which I'm very grateful for. That's amazing. Do you love discovering new products? Are you a beauty and fashion maven constantly on the hunt for the next best thing? Ever read about or spot something online that you've always wanted to try but never have? Then you might love FabFitFun. It allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review and must-have brands that you know and love. It's like Christmas four times a year. Stumped on gift ideas? FabFitFun is also a great gift for someone you love. You can surprise your mom or sister with this awesome summer box packed with great items. Do you have a daughter who's going to college, maybe, or a friend who's a new mom? FabFitFun is an awesome care package. My last box came with this beautiful lotus towel. It was blue, and it's shaped like the flower, and it has a gorgeous design in the middle. That's something we've been laying out on the deck and relaxing on for a few weeks now. So what I love about FabFitFun is that they offer full-size products, no samples of anything. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200-plus in retail value. The summer 2019 box has a total retail value between $269 to $467. That's fantastic. Treat yourself with items in it, such as the Sutra Professional Mini Travel Blow Dryer, the beautiful Vicks Paula Lotus Towel, or the West Elm Indigo tie-dye bowls. Many of the products' individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. You can customize your box by choosing some products and some add-ons with each one. Or you can be surprised. 
It's great for discovering new brands and new products. What a better way to shop. I'm looking forward to my next box because they're always so different and packed with things I can actually use. I like to share the items in my box with my 11-year-old. She's really into skincare these days. We recently got a clay mask and a foot mask and a body scrub. She loves them all. The FabFitFun 2019 Summer Box is on sale now. So sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. You can use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. All you have to do is go to FabFitFun to sign up and get started. Use promo code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. So let's talk about corporate America, because you've mentioned yes. it a few times and funny story. And I, I'm pretty sure I've shared this with you. I'm perusing eBay. La, 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 la. I've been a customer oh. for with T-Jobs for like a year, maybe a year and a half by this point. And I'm selling stuff on eBay. I scroll down to the bottom of the page and there is your picture <laughs> on a banner that says oh, your first and last name. And head of marketing or something like that. And I was like, look at this. And I think I sent you an email and you were like, girl, yeah, that was old. That's what I used to do. (laughs) And I just thought that was the that was the coolest thing for me because it showed evolution almost in real time. Our paths to entrepreneurships and our paths in corporate America aren't linear. Your photo and name, I thought it was so cool. I was having a complete moment, um, was on the bottom of, of the screen. It's like, but she's com- she's evolved from that position and is now running her own company. And I just thought there was so much power in that. Um, so I want to talk about how you maneuvered from corporate America to where you are today in a way that made you feel comfortable and not scared. You know, it's funny because I get this question a lot. Like, when was that point where you knew Mm -hmm. that you were going to make T-Drops your your full-time work? And I don't think that there's ever that silver bullet. I mean, you're very lucky. People are very lucky in a scenario where they do have uh, that that aha moment or just just a extreme conviction Mm -hmm. that this is what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. For me, It was a conviction, I will say, that in my gut, I knew that this is what I wanted to pursue. Um, But they call, you know, especially in Silicon Valley, I think you can get very comfortable in your corporate role. Um, And they have this term there that they call it golden handcuffs Hmm. because you're making a lot of money. Um, You know, this is uh, over six figure type of roles. And um, you you are, you know, you're fulfilled at some level. And I definitely loved the work I was doing. Mm -hmm. But you can get stuck in inertia Mm -hmm. um, and get comfortable. And for me, when I discovered T-Drops and, you know, at that time I was I was working very uh, hard and long hours at my at my full time role. And at night I would go back and work on this T-Drops mm-hmm. um, idea. So for me, the, the decision came when I felt I wasn't doing either job justice, meaning mm-hmm. I had one foot in one boat, another foot in another boat. And I felt very conflicted, yeah. you know, where I I. And that and that feeling was was just kept kind of persisting because I had started this 
playing with T-drops. And then six months later, I really started feeling that strain. And in my heart and gut, I knew, you know, if I don't try T-drops, even though we didn't have crazy validation, we had, you know, a good amount of, this was just coming off from, from holiday season. So we had decent holiday sales. I was doing a lot of, of almost like farmer's markets and shows. And I knew that the response was great, but mm-hmm. I didn't have huge justification to, to jump ship necessarily. But my decision criteria was, you know, if I didn't try it, if I didn't, if I didn't follow this, um, would I, would I have regrets about it mm-hmm. um, down the line? And the answer was, was, you know, yes. Um, and then the other thing was, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I believe I was, you know, 26 or 27. And I thought, you know, at the end of the day, if I were to lose everything, I, I feel I could still bounce back, you know, like th- I would still be able to figure it out and, and bounce back from this. So, you know, it, once you confront the scariest thing that can happen, um, you, you, that kind of was my answer that I, that I had to do this. Yeah. Um, I had to at least try. Yeah. Uh, so that's what really, you know, got me going. I, I, and I will say that, yeah, it's not a clean cut transition to your point that, yes, I had this whole, you know, corporate life and, and it was, and it was great and fulfilling to some degree. Um, and it's not like I just cut that one day and, and did tea drops. Mm-hmm. It was like you said, the, the play kind of facilitated me to, to be creative and have this other outlet. And once I discovered that this is something I really want to pursue, it was then that I, that I, um, could make that choice. It was more clear cut for me that I, that I could transition into this, um, even with the fear. And yeah. I think the fear doesn't necessarily go away when you said, you know, what made it less scary. I think there was always some level of, of fear involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that's okay. You know, I think it's also okay to just also sit in, in fear and when you're scared and just acknowledge that it's there yeah. uh, and, and try to still move forward anyway. Yeah. So that's what I tried to do. Yeah. And I think that that's really amazing. And to your point of saying, you know, the fear doesn't ever really go away. Um, but the passion makes the fear less noisy. And mm-hmm. if you, yes. pl- if you plan the right way, if you're mindful and intentional, if you do your part, that is all that you can do, right? It's either right. going to fly or it's going to fail. And mm-hmm. there's no way that we can ever figure out what's going to work if we don't try. So I think yeah. that that, you know, that that's a really realistic um, way to put it. And thank you for sharing that because there are a lot of women who are going to be listening and people in general who may be wanting to step out on their own, but they don't know how. Um, I've had a lot of people say, you know, I'm in this corporate job and then when I get home, I'm too tired to do anything else. So I wanted to mm-hmm. piggyback on you saying, you know, you would go work your um, full time, and then you'll come home, and you would put some time and effort into um, tea drop. How mm-hmm. did you find the energy to do that? And would you say that because you loved it so much, that it wasn't an option not to do it? It wasn't an option not to do it. Yeah, and you know, I just uh, you you find the energy. I didn't even make the distinction in my mind that oh, I'm working you know, my corporate job and now I'm doing tea drops. It's just something, something I would naturally gravitate to at night or on my weekends. I would love, I would just feel this sense of energy and happiness (laughs) whenever Mm -hmm. I was working on it that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, um, 
it's kind of hard to describe, but it didn't feel like another job. Uh, I think the only thing that I started feeling six months in was that I wasn't doing my primary corporate job or like quote unquote primary corporate job justice. Mm. Um, and I did have some, um, you know, guilt around that and that I wasn't, you know, that I, that if I couldn't give to my corporate life the way I wanted, uh, the way I wanted to, um, I certainly couldn't give to tea drops the way I wanted to. Mm. So it was more just like I, I, you know, it, it wasn't an option for me. I had to work on tea drops. It was something that started um, kind of chipping away at me, you know, after a while. And so that's, you know, it, but I didn't ever see it like, oh, this is this is a job and I have to work on this. It was just it was definitely a labor of love mm-hmm. in those early days. Yeah. I think that that is very powerful. So I always say self-care can create a ritual. How has tea played a role in your self-care and in your customers' self-care? Yeah, I mean, tea for me has always been my form of self-care, whether I even understood that Mm. early on or not. You know, I, I didn't even know why I gravitated towards it so much as a child and then into my teens and as an as an adult. But for me, it was so connected to my roots. Uh, when I say that, uh, I, I can now in hindsight say that. So, you know, I actually learned recently my dad was born on a tea estate in Sri Lanka. Wow. So there's this family line that, that leads back to tea. Um, and then growing up, it was really a staple in my household. And it was always something that grounded me. You know, I felt safe. I felt connected whenever I would drink cups of tea mm. with my mom, with my friends, um, you know, at, at social gatherings. So I took that, that same, that same feeling. And every time I would have a cup of tea, it almost provides you this journey because every flavor, um, in every different tea variety is almost a journey into a new kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a tea drinker, then you, then you know what I mean by that, that, that it kind of takes you on, on this, your own introspective journey with it. So for me, every time I have a cup of tea, it's my moment in my day to just take pause, you know, that, and especially with the steeping part of it, yes, tea drops, um, speeds that, that up a bit and makes it more convenient, but still, you know, you, you're, you're pouring the water over the tea, you're stirring, um, you're waiting for the tea leaves to dissolve to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's that kind of ritual and experience that allows you that moment in your day to just sit and then obviously sip on your tea. And, and whether you sip it while journaling or sip it while watching a beautiful sunset, how many of us really give ourselves permission in our day mm. to just have those couple of minutes? Mm. Um, and I think that tea for me has been a great forcing function to be like, you know, because it does take a little bit more time than just, you know, filling your cup of coffee or or um, or drinking, you know, out of a can. It, it really is. There's there is something ritualistic about it that 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 asks you to slow down. Yes. And for me, that's always been the case. And I think that our customers, whenever I hear, you know, very similar feedback or people write into us, they, they're sharing that same sentiment that, wow, this has provided me you know, a time or moment in my day to just to just sit and be and enjoy this delicious experience. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I feel that a lot of people can connect to us um, that far beyond, obviously, the tea, you know, we, we source, we, we're very careful in how we source our tea. But I think that 
people are looking for community. They're looking for that, that also they're looking for that pause, that moment and that day, that permission to Mm. just have for themselves. Yes. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, As we wrap up this conversation shortly, I do want to talk about uh, one last thing, which is being a woman in business and making time for yourself. I love witnessing the growth um, from afar via social media, via the newsletters. And I just want to know how you are taking care of yourself as your business grows, as things pick up, and as more people get their hands on what you're offering. That's a great, great question. And I feel I'm still navigating that, to be honest, Alex. I think the first couple years, um, I will say, were some of the hardest uh, from, you know, when you... I never realized in being an entrepreneur that, um, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint, I I like to say. And I think in doing that, you have to take certain precautions. Like, just like if you're running a marathon, you have to stop regularly and and take a swig of water. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, you jeopardize the rest of your race. And same with, with running this company. Um, you can so easily get consumed and maybe use all your energy um, in the beginning that you that you you burn out essentially, and you know you burn out physically, mentally. But I think the most the most um, kind of at risk is emotionally, and I and I that's why I'm a huge proponent. Whenever I'm I'm you know talking to other female entrepreneurs, we talk a lot about mental health and entrepreneurship. And I think that not enough light is, is shed on this topic, which means that you have to do things that um, tend to your, your, your mental health and, and, and help you kind of connect with the people you care about the most. And I think when you're running a company, it can feel very isolating because you, know, you may not have time to always hang out with the friends you want or your family. But I think as counterintuitive as it is, you, it, it is essential you make time for the people you love, um, the people that ground you and the experiences that ground you. So for me, my non-negotiables are I have to work out. You know, I have to have some physical activity. Mm. Um, that's very important to me. Um, for me, another non-negotiable is I need to get seven to eight hours of sleep every day. And I because I, I can clearly see if I don't like I, <laughs> it's just not a pleasant experience. Right. Um, <laughs> For anyone, for anyone, um, including myself. So, um, and then, you know, one more thing is just making more time, intentionally setting up dinners or uh, happy hours or whatever, where I can reconnect with with friends that I'm not able to see on a regular basis. Um, you know, and then I also think that everyone has a different outlet, whether that's whatever, whatever form of, of therapy suits you, whether it's actual therapy, you know, going to a therapist, whether it's working out as a form of therapy, um, you know, going to a meditation class, going hiking, really leaving space and room to do that. Um, I feel my first couple of years running teachers, I was not good at that. I was just, you know, kind of in survival mode. Um, and I feel in the past year, year and a half, I've been able to kind of step out and, and really focus on this more. Um, and I'm not perfect at it. I think that there's a lot of different, you know, priorities you have. And I, I mean, I can't even imagine what, 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 you know, is on your plate, given the fact you're a mother, you're a wife, like, I'm just doing this. And I'm like, Oh, I can barely survive. Uh, But, but, um, but I do think that just being conscious of it, you know, of how important your mental health is, especially in entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. um, has really kind of helped shift my thinking, my priorities, and what my non negotiables are. Yeah, Yeah. 
I, I, man, I feel that. And it's so funny because everyone's always like, girl, I don't know how you do it. And it's like, listen, I make time. And, yes, you know, and, so good. and, you know, but I'm not perfect though. Like there have been days when I've gone, you know, hours or weeks shoot and not, taken to my journal, you know, or not, Mm -hmm. you know, slowed down the other day. Let me just tell you a quick story. I was so all over the place last week. It was a very busy week for me. And I opened up a package and got out half the contents. The other half I threw away on accident. Because oh I wasn't be, just because I was just all over the place. I yeah, had you weren't, you weren't I wasn't present. present. No, I was not present. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, just doing 12 things at once. I'm opening the box. Isla's getting fussy. Charlie needs to play flute. Husband is trying to get the baby situated. Then I'm trying to get the baby situated. And then it's just like, OK, I don't need that box. I'm pretty sure I got everything out. Just not being present and mindful and the best of us <laughs> have those days <laughs> where you yes. you throw things out on accident or you, you know, just snap because you haven't taken that time to tune in. And but I, I also think that we judge ourselves for yes. it too. Like I remember and I think when I'm not on my, you know, quote unquote A game, you're just thinking, well, why aren't you more present? Why mm. and you're like judging that whole experience mm-hmm. when you could just say, look, you know, today this is what it is yeah and um instead of just forgiving yourself (laughs) about it you know and and making light of it yeah i think the more i think and i do think that this is um something women tend to do yeah is we judge our own emotions too which is like compounding the whole experience right and um the whole you know it, it it's just it's just this um this effect where you know i think that if we could just acknowledge the fact that you know, there's going to be good days, there's going to be bad days, and all of that's okay. It's part of the experience. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would help a lot more. It would. And I mean, you know, it was so funny because I'm very, I can be very hard on myself. But the other day, I just started laughing because I went to look for what <laughs> I was looking for. They were these really cute um, Japanese pencils. I got some new writing utensils. And I was like, I can't find my pencils. And I know I just ordered them. And then I retraced my steps from the couple days prior. And I was like, I threw those damn pencils away. (laughs) And I just started and I just started laughing. And I texted Ryan and I said, you're not going to believe what I did. And I just laughed. And I just, you know, I ordered new pencils. They weren't expensive. I just ordered new ones. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, it's okay, Alex. Like, it's not a big deal. Just laugh about it. And I laughed about it instead of be- getting, you know, all in my head and like, I wasn't being present. And then it's all this shame around it. I'm like, no, it's fine. It was a hard day. It was a hard week. You're, you're, you're fine. And I think if more people incorporate that into their self-care, like when the days are hard or even worse than hard, to be like, girl, you're fine. Like, it's okay. Yes. And just being gentle with you know the hard stuff it can just yeah. make this transition Dis- through life dispelling the yeah. shame dispelling and, the um, shame corporate and incorporating humor yep does the trick it does <laughs> it <laughs> does, does. it may not do it right away but no, no. down the line it can so sashi thank you so much for this conversation oh my god uh, pleasure is mine alex and i and i have to just acknowledge you again for the work you're doing across the different branches that you that you own is, you know, you just 
are such a point of inspiration and um, you empower and uplift all of those around you, myself included. So thank you so much. Thank you. Um, before we go, there's a couple of things. Um, please let everyone know where they can find Tea Drops online. So our our company name's Tea Drops. You can find us at www.myteadrop.com. And then our social handles are all at My Tea Drop across Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook. Okay. So we'd love to, yeah, love to have you guys join and be part of our community. So Sashi has been generous enough to offer me a code to share with you guys to use at checkout on myteadrop.com. The code is self-care. So if you want to try tea drop for the first time, dive in. I'm a customer. I'm a loyal customer. I would not steer you wrong. If you are a tea lover, please give them a try. The code is self-care and they'll offer you a little discount at checkout. I'll let you go see what it is for yourself. Again, that code is self-care. Please go give it a try. You're going to love it. Thank you so much, Sashi. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. The Hey Girl podcast is a member of The District Productive, produced by Paul, Woody Woodhall, and me, Alex L. Music by DC's own Kokai. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.